Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, March the 3rd, 2023. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are doing a deep dive into supplements. Specifically, the supplements that I take, what we suggest to many of our clients some of the biggest deficiencies that we see and then answering a handful of the questions that you had sent in here about supplementation and i'm just going to kind of dive right into it and uh i'll go over the sponsors of the podcast uh organically as we uh navigate our way through here today but before i jump into just straight uh supplement talk Reminder, our 40 Days of Fitness program is kicking off here on Monday, March the 6th. It's the first time we've run it in the app. If you guys have never done it before, it definitely is a challenge. It's a step up for many of you in your training, especially if you load it properly and you chase quality reps, not just the clock. Um, It's the first time we've run it inside the app. We ran it once before, so it is relatively new. And uh, we build in the mobility flows into every single week. We give you guys some of the stuff to do in terms of tissue quality on the weekends. And then just do the things you like to do outside of that. But we're definitely going to challenge you guys in a lot of areas of fitness that you probably are not challenging yourself. Or at least at the same level, depending on what type of training you're currently doing. So it's free for app members. Uh, I think we sold this outside the app for a couple hundred bucks uh, last year, so pretty smoking deal for you guys. And uh, if you're not in the app, you get a free seven-day trial to see if it's for you. And then if you want to join us for all 40 days, it's just a couple of pennies. We are doing a grand prize. Again, winner, we are paying for you to fly to sunny Orlando, Florida, putting you up in a vacation home equipped with a pool. You're about nine miles from Disney. We pay for all that stuff, and we hook you up with a bunch of Jeremy Scott Fitness swag and a bunch of stuff from our sponsors. And then we're picking weekly winners uh, as well inside of that program. So you have nothing to lose and really only knowledge to gain uh, from being inside there. We have uh, a set of protocols to follow for the 40 days, which is something uh, that's kind of unique in terms of that program. We'll check in weekly with you. Obviously, you can ask me any questions inside of there. Anybody, obviously, who's inside of any of our programs knows if you ask a question, it gets answered. If not by myself immediately, somebody in the community or one of our teammates. But uh, I kind of have a a no question goes unanswered policy, and I've been pretty uh, good with that. Very uh, John Wick focused with my answering of your question. So that is going on. Uh, JeremyScottFitness.app is obviously the app, and then I believe it's JeremyScottFitness.app slash 40 Days of Fitness, I should know that, right, um, is the challenge itself. But if you go to the Jeremy Scott Fitness app page in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see the challenge. I'll put the link here in the show notes. Again, you guys have about three days uh, or two days and nine hours to register for that. And again, love to see you guys in there, have you win a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, we got a great community of people. It's uh, I'm very blessed and thankful to have you guys in there, and if you guys dig it, I'll keep pumping these out. I'm actually working on uh, two programs simultaneously here, and uh, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But uh, I'm working on an idea which that would be early of 2024 that will come out, and this other one would come out 
most likely right towards the end of summer. Now we'll have, uh, I think we'll bring back our summer Metcon challenge because that thing is just, in my opinion, fucking awesome. And that lights everybody up in uh, both good and bad ways. But this other program, if I can get it done in time, that will come post-summer. I think a lot of you guys will dig that. Kind of a, you know, ageless athlete, you know, being fit after 40 since I'm approaching slowly but surely here. So that's what we got cooking. But for now, uh, 40-Day of Fitness Challenge. Check it out, jeremyscottfitness.app slash 40 days of fitness. Links in the show notes here below. And uh, check it out. And again, before we jump into straight supplements, if you guys do listen to this podcast and you've listened to maybe one episode or maybe this is episode 500 and whatever, you've heard me ramble on and you've never dropped us uh, a five-star review on Spotify, we would appreciate it. If you've never dropped us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and wrote a little comment, we would appreciate that too. Selfishly, it helps us out. And if you really love us, you can drop us a Google review. Um, and that helps our business out both in person and across the world. So we thank you guys in advance who have, we appreciate reading those. Sometimes they're comical. Uh, we love the honesty and we love the support. So thank you guys. And all those links are in the show notes as well. Just a little thank you from you to me. Now supplements, uh, deep dive. Most of you know what I'm going to say here before I even start, but I have to say it for the kids in the back. You got to eat real food. You just do, man. You can't fill your body full of shitty food and think that you can supplement around it. You know, I don't know what like analogy or comparison to make for that. But I guess if you're into like home decor and you want to have, you know, a house that's, you know, like crate and barrel or restoration hardware quality, but you're buying all your shit at Walmart, it's not going to be the same. No matter what you do to kind of sex it up, they're just different, you know, and I'm not saying Walmart's bad and, you know, crate and barrel is amazing, but you can see the difference. And it's the same thing with the food you eat. If you want quality results, you got to put in quality materials and quality ingredients and quality food into your body. That's what matters most. Real food. If it runs, it swims, it flies, it grows from the earth, you know, you can eat it. Things that are minimally processed, you know, I'm not this huge like, oh, it can't be processed at all because it's just not realistic for most people. Uh, but it can be minimally processed and organic uh, if you can afford it and if you can find it. But I'm more so concerned that it's just real food and it looks like it's in a more natural kind of form what i mean is you know your chicken breast that you get it's processed to a degree you know that you don't have a live chicken you know you're not you know cutting the head off and doing some you know ritualistic shit in your backyard you bought it at the store that's minimally processed when you're eating chicken fingers or chicken nuggets or chicken sticks that are breaded and they're shaped and molded a certain way and they've added, you know, all kinds of solutions to them, that is more processed. So not that it's, you can never eat those and it's terrible, but the minimally processed stuff typically is going to be healthier, have less added, you know, unnecessary you know, chemicals, if you will. And uh, just eat, eat real food, dude. Keep it simple. Protein, produce, water. 
Wash, rinse, repeat. Now, everything that you can't eat in your standard daily diet, that is where the supplements come into play. That is the word supplement. It is a supplement to what you're currently doing. Um, again, why you can't just eat, you know, garbage food, abuse alcohol, and then, you know, take athletic greens and think that you'll look like Rambo. That's not fucking reality. And you have to know that. In, in terms of supplementation, I don't know the difference that it makes in terms of overall physique and performance. We'll talk about some of those things today. 5% difference, uh, maybe 10% difference. Uh, if you're deficient in some things, I do think there's an overall, you know, feeling of uh, energy, uh, well-being, and avoiding uh, negative things down the road. It puts you in a better position, I guess is what I'm saying. And I try to eat as much as I can of the proper macronutrients and micronutrients. But even for me, it's hard to check all the boxes because most days I'm only eating once. And if I do eat twice on a day, it's a very small uh, amount of food. And a lot of that tends to be just like liquid. There's a full video uh, inside the app about what I do in detail. I've talked about it here before, but we film all those things and we share them with you just to be completely transparent. So it's tough for me to eat 10 servings of greens in two meals, especially if I'm eating later in the day and there's any chance I'm going to have sex with my wife. I can't eat 10 servings of Brussels sprouts because, you know, can't be doing your thing if you're a disgusting fart monster. And same for her. I don't want to be around that and she don't want to be around it for me. So I eat what makes me feel good. I eat what is digestible. I eat what works for me. And I'm going to walk through that as well. In terms of the supplements, that's where I cover the gaps. And I do the things that are the easiest to do, uh, the things that I can't make excuses for, and the things that fit easily into my life that cover the deficiencies that I personally have and uh, that I struggle with. And so I'll share with you what I do, what our people do, and you know maybe some ideas for yourself. In terms of the brands, because this is a question I got a lot, I work with the brands of people I trust. Pretty simple. Um, that's like most of you. You probably take your card to a mechanic you trust, and you don't want to take it to a ripoff artist. This is no different for me, especially because it's things that I'm putting in my body. And to me, that is the most important. When I don't feel good, when I am injured or hurt or something is wrong, I mean this with the utmost sincerity. I do not give a fuck about anything else. When I am sick, I don't care, dude. When my body hurts, like to a debilitating form where it's tough to get out of bed or, you know, touch your toes or it hurts to move or you're, you have food poisoning or you have a sinus infection so bad you can barely sit up, like I wouldn't give a shit if you blew up my car in my driveway. I'm like, I just want to feel better. And maybe some of you guys are different, but i that's all I really care at that point. I just want to be normal. It's like when you were a kid and you, a kid, uh, when I was a kid, hopefully some of you when you were older, and you would get shit-faced. You know, I'm talking 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and you'd be so hammered, you're, you got the spins, right? And, uh, you know, maybe you're puking in the toilet or you got the spins and they say, you know, lay in your bed, but put your foot on the ground. First of all, that shit does not work because um, you're still spinning. Like you're on a roller coaster and you feel nauseous as hell. And I remember just like hugging the toilet, just puking into the toilet, wishing to feel normal. Like literally just whatever you believe in, you know, 
God or source energy or the universe or whatever it is, like I would pray and just be like, can I, I, I will never, I'm like, I'll never drink again. Please just let this, you know, feeling go away. And then sure enough, next Thursday I was, you know, crushing butt ices like they were water. But the point was, is I, I just wish to feel normal. So that's all I cared about. That's all I'm chasing here. So I do things, I eat things, I take supplements to make me feel the best. So I can sleep the best, I can perform the best, I can be the strongest I can be. And that's really kind of where I start looking at everything. So I like to work with people I trust. I like to work with brands I trust. Typically, that's people I know personally. I have the luxury of knowing a lot of these people at a close level. I've had a lot of these founders on the podcast. I've known some of these guys that we work with in terms of supplements for over a decade. So it's nice. They're people I trust, and I don't think they're fucking with me, and I don't think they're selling me shit that I'm putting into my body. And I believe that the way that I feel paints a pretty good picture of that. And I know there's a ton of choices out there in terms of supplementation. It's a, you know, a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar industry. Um, what I'll say is this. Oftentimes, you pay for what you get. You know, um, not always, but, but most times. You're paying for the quality. And you got to do your own research, though, as well. Um, if, you, if you have a doctor that's knowledgeable that you work with, that's awesome. If you don't have one that knows anything, I'm not saying get a new doctor, but what the hell are they doing with their free time if they're not researching things that can help you? They're not really trying to master their craft. They're just collecting a check. That's just my two cents. If you don't have one of those, there's so many resources. If it's a person like myself, and I've had numerous scientists and physicians on this podcast. We've had nutritionists on this podcast. We've had everybody under the sun. So there is resources out there. If nothing else, you guys can ask me. I'll give you the straight up. You know, I'm not going to bullshit you. I'll point you in multiple directions. I'll have you ask multiple people, and then you can draw your conclusions from there. But at the end of the day, you're probably going to listen to people who are living a healthy lifestyle and uh, looking and moving and feeling the way that you want to. So again, there is some homework involved, and I know there's a lot of information out there, and hopefully we can, you know, answer some of those questions today. So the first supplement that obviously you guys know I take and I never miss is Athletic Greens. Um, If you want a free sample, you can hit me up. I'm happy to send you some to try. If you like it, we'll hook you up with free vitamin D for a year and five free travel packs with your first order. Now, I'll talk about vitamin D in more detail later. Athletic Greens, to me, is kind of like an all-in-one. If you were only going to buy one thing, I would say that's probably the thing I would buy if I was you guys, depending on your budget. Now, a lot of these other supplements I'm going to list are relatively cheap. So, you know, again... This is coming from me. Uh, I would rather eat better quality food and take better supplements than wear designer clothes and drive luxury cars and live in a bigger house. That's me, man. I'm not telling you how to spend your money or how to spend your time, but for me personally, I would wear my clothes longer and I would wear cheaper brands. I would drive a shittier car. And I would live in a house that's not as big and expensive if it meant I could put better food in my body, I could take the highest quality supplements, and I could have a lifestyle where I could spend time doing mobility, I could spend time getting massages, which I'll touch on here in a second. I do think that's most important. It really is. Side note, uh, just going through the last couple weeks here, 
uh, working through like a, a super tight piriformis and super tight hip flexors that I, I think that's the cause that, uh, gave me this nasty back spasm that I've been working through for like two weeks. And I'm still, I'm, I'm pretty much back, but I got a, some, still some stiffness here and I've done more new mobility flows in the last two weeks than I did in the past year. And I'm not saying I didn't do mobility every day because I do, but new things. And, uh, I'm learning a ton, which is going to be awesome for you guys. Cause I'm going to deliver it to a lot of you. I'm actually going to jam it down your fucking throat and uh, you're just going to take it and it's going to make you way more athletic and way more mobile. So that is coming to all of the programs that we have coming out. But uh, I made a commitment, you know, that day when I started to just be super tight and super bound up, I'm like, you know what? You have some imbalances. You're not doing enough. You have to go get quality massage, dude. I have to make it a priority every week. And that was the one thing I was kind of bullshitting on. I would just say I was too busy or I didn't have time or I was squeezing another project or do whatever. And I was doing myself a disservice. And it took me, you know, I guess having an issue or a problem to realize that. And like all things in my life, man, the, the shittiest things that happened to me, injuries, uh, sickness, loss, you name it, they always end up being the best things, man. I learn the most. Uh, I change things. I really take a deep dive into it and it allow me to, you know, hopefully do this for, you know, the next, you know, as long as I want to do it, I guess, and help you guys even to a, a deeper level. But the point of me going on that, you know, rant was, I think it's important to spend money on your body that makes it move and feel and, you know, the byproduct is probably going to look a certain way. I think that's important. I think it's more important for you to spend money getting a massage every month than it is for you to pay, you know, Mercedes 500 bucks towards your car payment that just sits, you know, in your garage or driveway and then sits in the parking lot of where you work all fucking day. And so you're super tight and stiff and sore. And then you get into your expensive ass car and you're super tight and stiff and sore, but you don't have any money left to pay for a massage because you're paying it to Mercedes or BMW or Range Rover or whoever. And there's no judgment here. If you got money to do it all, respect, do it all. But if you're spending money on those things and you're finding yourself going cheap on food and recovery and supplements, I think there's a change that can be made. And so most of the things I'm listing here are relatively cheap. Athletic Greens is not. It is an investment in yourself. But if you can only buy one thing, this is what I would buy. It's like a multivitamin on steroids, if you will. If you're looking for something that's going to give you, you know, vitamin A and C and E and obviously all the B12 vitamins. If you're looking for something with biotin, with zinc, with magnesium, um, with potassium. If you're looking for something that has digestive enzymes and a mushroom complex. If you want something that has probiotics in it, this is the one thing for you. Again, there's a shit ton of other stuff I didn't mention, but that would be the one thing I would take, especially for you guys. And again, if you're talking the antioxidant equivalent, eating 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies, you're good to go. And that's what it is. I, I can't, I say I can't, I can eat 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies, but I would have a hard time digesting those personally. And it just would be a retraction from my life as opposed to an addition. So I eat what I can. I eat blueberries basically every single day. Um, I have a banana uh, oftentimes, but blueberries are probably my biggest go-to. I love them. I'm addicted to them, even though they're expensive as hell these days. Uh, but I eat those every day. And in terms of greens, like Heather's really good about making greens at her house. So a lot of it's, you know, asparagus, 
uh, a lot of Brussels sprouts. Those are probably, uh, you know, the biggest two that we do. And so I'll do those and I'll cycle through different things too. I like mangoes. I like blackberries, but that's kind of the basics. And then I supplement with the greens around it. So if you guys are not taking a high quality greens product, I'm happy to send the samples. Again, if you like a different one, that's cool. Um, I'd have to look at it to see how it stacks up, but athletic greens seems to be, you know, like the baddest ones around, man, like they're, and they taste the best. And, and I'm not going to make an excuse of why I can't take them. Cause I don't dread how it tastes. Uh, I, I mix it in about six ounces of cold water. I slam it. And I'm good to go. It's easy. And that's why I like, it. I don't, I don't forget to take it. It's become a routine. It's just simple. And I go on with my day. So that's the first thing I take just because I want to get all of the micronutrients, all of the vitamins and minerals I'm not getting from food. I supplement with the greens. I eat as much of everything else as I can. I try to eat quality, real, organic, nutrient-dense food, and I have the greens fill in all the gaps around there. Imagine if you had like a, a glass jar with rocks in it. And you're trying to fill up this glass jar and you, you have all these big ass rocks in there. But then there's these little gaps in between. I think of the greens as like the sand you'd pour in to kind of fill up all of the gaps from there. Next on my list, something I take every day uh, or almost every day. I don't travel with creatine uh, because I think they think it's cocaine. And I'm not sitting at the fucking airport like I'm George Young and Blow trying to like smuggle creatine across state lines or, you know over the border, but I do take creatine most days. I actually, I got out of a routine of taking it or I would just like forget because I'm here at work training most of the time and uh, shit would pop up in my head. Now I keep it either to the left of me or oftentimes during the week, I just keep it right on my desk here. It's just your basic uh, creatine monohydrate. There's nothing complex about it. To me, it's the easiest one for you guys in terms of performance. There is no supplement that I have found that has been tested more with better results consistently over time. Uh, I'll say that again. I don't think there is a more researched supplement on planet Earth than creatine. If you can find one, you can fact check me and let me know, but I believe that is the, that is the king. That is the top dog in terms of supplement. And if you look at you know, literature in terms of like all the scientific stuff. It's the most tested in terms of increasing your lean body mass and increasing your overall strength. And the best part is it's super cheap and it's super basic. Um, you don't have to get a fancy one. It's just the basic creatine monohydrate um, is all you guys need. Uh, personally, five grams a day, uh, is what I take. I'll talk about the food sources in a second, but if you look at all the data behind creatine monohydrate, it's shown to saturate the muscles cells. Um, so you don't need anything else and you don't need to waste your money on like a bunch of, uh, fancy creatine with X, Y, Z added to it. I think that's just a, you know, a bunch of bullshit set up for supplement companies to make money. Again, uh, in terms of creatine, it occurs in red meat. So if you guys eat red meat, you already eat creatine. I believe there's about two grams of creatine for every one pound of red meat that you eat. So if you eat a pound of red meat a day, which 
that's something that I do um, quite frequently. There's about two grams in there for myself. Again, so for most people, I would say if depending on how you eat, if it's three to five grams a day, that's cool. But honestly, I just take a, a five, you know, gram heaping scoop. I actually just put it in my mouth and I'll take some water or Gatorade Zero, swish it around and uh, I'm good to go. I guess you could probably snort it uh, if you want to. I'm kidding. Do not st- start snorting creatine like your Scarface. That's not, uh, that's a joke, everybody. Um, you can mix it with the protein shake. You can mix it with athletic greens. You can just put it in your mouth and you're good to go. Uh, again, it's it's the tried and true. You know, creatine basically, what it does, like obviously you guys will take it. It recycles the uh, adenosine um, triphosphate, so the ATP for short. And ATP is basically your body's energy source, if you want to think of it that way. And, you know, the more creatine stored the more energy that's available uh, when your working muscles are actually doing what they're supposed to do. Um, Hence why it can be shown to improve athletic performance. The nice thing is about that creatine is also important for sperm. You guys are trying to keep your sperm count rocking. Uh, Your eyes, your digestion, and your skin, as well as your brain health. It hydrates the cells is what it does. It drives water into your muscles and protects against cramping and dehydration and also muscle injury. So again, for something that is super cheap, uh, tasteless, super basic, that is all you need. Uh, Again, just a basic creatine monohydrate is totally fine. If you want something that can help with strength gains, something that can help with your overall athletic performance, that would be the thing that I would take. Again, if you eat red meat, you're getting some of it, but probably not enough. So again, creatine is something that I take pretty much every single day. I just don't travel with it because I don't want to deal with the, the hassle of chugging around white powder at the airports. Next on the list, collagen. And I've talked about this before. We actually have a full full deep podcast on collagen. We go through all three types, type one, type two, type three. But just a quick recap, collagen, again, relatively cheap. It is the most abundant protein in the body. Think of it as the glue or the duct tape that kind of holds everything together. Again, we have a full podcast on this. If you go want to listen to it. I don't know if it's just on collagen. We also have a full one on creatine as well. But again, you guys are going to get the uh, the Cliff's Notes version of it here. Collagen makes up your skin, your bone, your teeth, your eyes, your nails, your organs, your connective tissues, and your cartilage, my friends. It is important. Uh, collagen makes up about 30% of your body's protein, 70% of the protein in your skin, and 80% of the protein in your bones. The crappy thing is, is that we lose collagen as we get older. By about 20, many of us lose about 1% per year, which is not good because I am damn near 20 years past 20 at this point. That's why you see young kids and they look all good. Like, like now my wife and I, when we see kids, we go to like these ASU uh, basketball games uh, and football games too, but basketball just because it's basketball season. And we'll go and we'll see like the, you know, the cheer team or the dance team or we'll see kids in the crowd or we'll walk by them as we're coming in. I'm like, God, these fucking kids, man, they look so young, dude. I got that collagen just popping. And then I look at my old ass in the iPhone. I'm like, damn. 
guess I'm losing about a percent a year every year. But that is the truth. You do lose collagen as you get older. Um, by the time you're 50, you probably lost about 25% of your skin's collagen. And by the time you're 75, you got about 75% gone. Hence why we start to look like an old wrinkly handbag as we age. So collagen is important. Um, some of the quick benefits uh, obviously reduces the skin's aging process, if you will. Uh, it can reduce joint pain. It supports cartilage, improves bone mineral density, and reduces tendon and tendon, tendon and ligament injuries, as well as tendonitis. Now, no, there are, I believe, like 29 different uh, collagen types, but types one and two and three um, are what we're kind of focusing on here. The type one collagen, if you guys look at, like if you, if you get, if you order one and you take one, we use J labs and I'll talk about that in a second. But if you look at the labels, does it have all three types in it? So if you're buying a collagen product, does it have type one, type two, or type three, or does it have just type one and type three, or just type two and type three? Type one helps hair, skin, bones, and nails. Type two is like for your cartilage health, which is vital. And type three, you're talking things like your intestines and your arteries. And for most people taking probably 10 to 40 grams per day of like your uh, hydrolyzed collagen uh, is ideal. Now, again, we take the J-Lab. I've known Jay for over a decade now. He's a registered dietitian. He started J-Lab Pro, um, which was pro grade years ago. Um, the J-Lab protein that we take has all three types. Uh, we always have a discount code for you guys. If you want, I think it's GSF 40 for the first time you buy the collagen, but reach out to me. Uh, I'm happy to share it. The link will be in the show notes too. We have all this in our supplement guide. If you guys want that, it's inside the app. If you're in the app, it's under the extras tab. And I kind of go into detail on a lot of these and I provide all of the discounts and all the information I possibly can inside of there. But if you guys are not uh, taking a collagen, I think that's a good, um, it's a good little add on for sure. And again, there's a million things you can take and I don't know where you draw the line for you. You just do what works for your body and your goals. And, you know, you can get real heavy into the herbs and you get really heavy into the mushrooms. And that's why I say, if you can incorporate a lot of these things into the foods that you eat, it just makes life easier. And, uh, that's kind of how I look at it, but I'll go down the list here. I got a couple more for you guys before we go. Uh, protein, real simple. Uh, I get this question a lot. Do I need to take a protein powder? You don't have to. If you can eat enough, eat enough. I eat most of mine every single day in real food. Sometimes I'll have to supplement, whether it be with a shake um, or a bar or something, or if I'm on the go and I'm traveling. But if you can eat your protein, eat your protein. Otherwise, you know, for all intents and purposes, whey protein is just super convenient. It's one of the, the highest quality proteins. And there's a lot of leucine in the good ones. And again, if you guys don't know, leucine, you know, helps in healing your skin and bones. And it's shown, you know, to increase muscle growth and lean body mass, which that's, you know, kind of what every man, woman and child should be striving for. I know dudes, that's kind of dudes, number one thing, even though it should be everybody's, but leucine has been shown to increase muscle growth and your lean body mass. And it can also increase the production of your human growth hormone, so your HGH, and it may help you control the blood sugar as well. So leucine is typically packed in the quality whey proteins. 
Um, on top of that, there's a million flavors. There's a million brands. Again, we work with JLab personally. They use stevia in their proteins. So they don't do the fake sweeteners. Uh, they make a vanilla and a chocolate. They're both legit. Again, happy to share you guys the discount codes and the info on that. They tend to be pretty inexpensive. Uh, it's just a great supplement for most people. Now, if you do have GI issues um, and you can't stand, you know, lactose and things like that, uh, whey protein uh, concentrate might be like a better option. But if you do have, you know, gastrointestinal issues from lactose and you're really trying to minimize carbs, minimize fat, uh, an isolate uh, might be a better bet. Um, honestly, if, if you have no GI problems and you don't care about lactose, the whey protein concentrate is, is cool for most people. If there's no issues at all, if you do have some, some of you guys, the isolate might be better, um, as those tend to have more of the fat stripped out and more of the lactose taken out and offers in most instances, more protein per gram. Now, if you're a person who doesn't want to do whey protein at all, but you really struggle to eat enough, uh, you know, complete proteins via real food, I would say go the vegan options for sure. Uh, I like the blends better. They tend to taste better. We worked with a company for years where they made a pea protein. I'm not going to say the name on here, but it tasted like shit. And I would tell people that I'm like, this protein by itself tastes like shit. If you're going to mix it, you got to put banana in it and you got to put peanut butter in it and probably something else. Cause it is, you know, like drinking hot garbage and that nobody wants to do that. So I do think the blends are better like the pea rice and hemp mixes. And if they have the complete proteins like the Koya, um, RTDs, the ready to drinks, like in the refrigerated section of most quality grocery stores, I'm addicted to those. I probably drank a Koya every day this entire year, other than the the day I had diarrhea eight times and didn't eat or drink anything. But short of that, I've had a Koya every day, and I think they're great. Uh, They make a vanilla, chocolate, chocolate peanut butter, cinnamon horchata, and I say Koya, K-O-I-A. They're not paying me for this. I wish they would. Um, But they're great, and uh, they're plant-based, and it's a complete protein. has all the amino acids, helps you guys build muscle. That's ideal. Also, uh, Heather's tried a lot of the Vega stuff. Uh, they have a million different kinds, Vega Sport, uh, Vega Insert, whatever the name is. Those are also complete, and uh, they have all the aminos too, so those might be a good option for some of you guys if the way is not uh, the route for you. But if you can eat all your protein, obviously do that. Next on the list, for a lot of people, um, again, you're going to get some of these uh, if you take like a quality legit uh, greens product. Like if you take uh, an athletic greens, they do have magnesium uh, glycinate in there. But if you want an added dose and more, magnesium is an easy thing uh, you can throw in and it is super cheap depending on what type you buy. And I'll go over those in a second. But magnesium is like the fourth most common mineral inside your body anyway. Uh, The magnesium helps activate Uh, thiamine and your ATP, again, the energy in the body and vitamin D. And it's estimated like 50% of people don't get nearly enough. Now, when you go to the store and you look at magnesium, there is several types of magnesium. You're talking the theranate, I believe. There is the glycinate, which I mentioned. There is the malate. There is the chloride. There is the citrate. There is the 
is it oxide? I think there's a lot, uh, is what I'm driving at. So if I keep it fast, the, uh, the glycinate is like good bioavailability and uh, it promotes muscle relaxation. It's easily absorbed and there's no, uh, laxative effects if you get the, uh, the glycinate. So maybe something you do like before sleep. Uh, if you're looking like the malate, again, that's highly bioavailable It improves energy and helps with fatigue. If you're looking at the chloride, that's probably the best for digestion, supports kind of normal blood glucose and can be a laxative. So a lot of people will take magnesium uh, to help them, you know, stay regular, um, help with their digestion, obviously help them take a poop. And uh, the chloride is probably a good one for that. And then the citrate is also high bioavailability. That one can help constipation and it's also cheap. So the chloride and the citrates, I believe, are the best two for dropping a deuce. And the other ones can work for sleep, or obviously the malate um, can help with energy and help you guys fight fatigue. But magnesium is an easy one. Again, if you're taking a quality greens and something like that, you're probably getting some, but it might not be enough depending on your diet and what you are or aren't missing. So that's why I always say, go get your blood work done. Go get a full uh, panel on everything. If you want to do like a spectra cell testing and see, you know, what is going on in your body, what you're absorbing, what you're using. I, I say that's always a good idea. Again, it costs a couple of bucks, but if you're really trying to be healthy and be fit and you give a shit, these are just, it's cost of doing business, man. It's, it's no different than anything else. You know, if you want to drive a luxury car and that's really your thing, you can't get mad when an oil change is 200 bucks. You know, it's cost of doing business. It's cost of driving a Porsche. I don't know what a Porsche oil change really costs, but I'm assuming it's more than, you know, my Ford. So it's probably that. That's kind of how I look at these things. It's not a expense. It's an investment because it's it helps you, I guess, with input. It helps you assess where you're at. Like when I go get uh, tissue work done, like I said, I've been fighting this, you know, old man shit, as I call it. And uh, I got a lot of miles on this body here. Uh, some good, some bad. I trained like a dipshit uh, sometimes in my youth, like all of us did. And I did stupid things like all of us. And uh, sometimes it rears its ugly head. But when I go get tissue work and massage done, I'm using that a lot of times as input. I go in there with a specific list. Like the other day I went in there, I said, I need to work on my, my piriformis. I want to work on my hips, hip flexors, um, adductors. I want to work on my QL. And I also want you to focus on my forearms and strip them because I have some uh, Tennis elbow is the outside. Golfer's elbow uh, on my left uh, forearm here that's bugging the hell out of me. And so as we go through the body, it's not just that they touch on those things. They touch on everything. And as she's pushing like on the outside of my quad towards my IT band, I'm like, okay, what the fuck is that? Because I feel this little adhesion or this little ropey tight spot and area that I didn't know was there. And maybe that's holding back part of my quads from opening up and, and holding down the hip flexor, which is, you know, obviously pulling down, whether it's my QL or my psoas, and that tightens down and that pushes down on the lumbar spine, which causes the back to be tight. I don't know, but I'm, I'm there. And I'm, this is not a massage where you fall asleep, by the way, this is a damn near put a mouth guard in because this lady's got an elbow in my fucking hamstring. And I just want to almost cry, but I don't because I'm trying to be a tough guy. Uh, as I'm there, little does she know I'm crying on the inside, but I'm listening the whole time. And I'm, being aware of my body. I'm using these tough, tight trouble spots as input of what I need to work on when I move out of there. 
That's what blood work is for you guys. You get your blood work done and you look at it and say, okay, well, my, my hormones are high here or they're low here or my enzymes are elevated or I'm deficient in this or I'm not sufficient in this. And then you kind of select your menu items of food and supplements from there. Hopefully that makes sense. Next on the list, the vitamin D3 and K2. And notice when we, obviously, if you guys buy Athletic Greens, you know that we send you vitamin D3 and K2 free for a year. We give you guys the liquid. If you want to take a pill form, you know, outside of that afterwards, it's fine. I do like the Athletic Greens liquid version because it's super simple. Just drop it in your mouth and you're good to go. But it's always D3 and K2 together. They're not separate. And the reason that they should be paired together, if you're taking one, I would urge you to take one that is paired with the K2 and not just by itself. Because I don't think it is doing your body a service taking it solo. Because vitamin D and vitamin K are both fat-soluble vitamins. They play a central role in calcium metabolism. Vitamin D is a nutrient your body needs for building and maintaining healthy bones. These are facts. That's because your body can only absorb calcium. The primary component of bone when vitamin D is present. I'll say that. Your body can only absorb the calcium it needs when vitamin D is present. The vitamin D regulates many other functions of your body. It can be anti-inflammatory. It's an antioxidant. It's uh, neuroprotective properties in terms of your immune health. So it keeps your immune system functioning. Uh, muscle function, brain cell activity. I can go down the list. But that's why we always say, like during the, the pandemic stuff, I, I would have loved to have them just subsidize vitamin D3 and K2 and airdrop that shit to everybody. And been like, hey, you guys, don't just sit in your house and not get sunlight. That's unhealthy as fuck. Take vitamin D3 and K2. But they didn't do that. And they pushed a bunch of other shit. So... And there's no money in that. I, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole here, but it's important and it's super cheap. You know the cheapest way to get it? Go out in the sun. Walk around. You need exposure, though. can't just be your face. You got to take your shirt off and you got to wear some shorts. You know? Strut it like you got it, whether you do or not. Like, get the sun on your chest and your back and a majority of your legs. That's how you absorb vitamin D. If you can't do that on a consistent basis or you live in, you know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and it's four degrees and you haven't seen the sun in three weeks, supplement with the D3 and the K2. And all the current research is showing that the important relationship between K2 and the D3. By taking vitamin D3 with the K2, it helps ensure that the calcium is transported by the vitamin D and it's absorbed by your bones where it is needed rather than just accumulating the deposits in your arteries because you want to get to the bones. You want to think of it, you want to bury it deep deep inside, like all of your problems in life. You just want to bury them deep, deep down and forget about them. I'm kidding, you guys. That's just what I do. Do not take uh, advice from me there. Uh, next time I list, we're going with the curl oil, uh, your omega-3s, if you will. Um, obviously, the curl oil, it comes from the omega-3 fatty acids. Your body can't make these, so we supplement them. As you notice, there's a theme here. The things that our body cannot make, we either have to eat them consistently or we have to supplement with them. I like fish as much as the next guy, but I'm not going to make it every single day. It just takes longer and uh, I'm not as good at it. Heather is actually way better at baking fish than me. I grill it, but it just it just doesn't hit the same as a ribeye. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm from the Midwest. Not a lot of fresh salmon swimming in the good old Mississippi there. Uh 
where I grew up, they got a lot of things like catfish or sunfish or what else? Got some crappies out there. Just not. And first of all, it's probably why I'm so messed up in the head is because I ate fish from the Mississippi River as a kid. Now, I mean, it's probably like my, it probably made me like this weird kind of freak you know, mutant superhuman brain, but, uh, I don't think you can eat fish out of the Mississippi river uh, anymore. Maybe you can, I don't know. But the point is that I didn't grow up around fish like that. Um, I mean, grandpa would ice fish and, and I've been before and I've been fishing, you know, in the summertime, but th- it wasn't our thing. You know, you're from the Midwest, you eat steak, bro. You see any fresh water around? Not a lot that fish are living in, at least where I grew up. So I can't eat enough. So I do supplement with the krill oil. And the research shows that the omegas in the krill oil can help prevent things like heart attacks and strokes, which is kind of important if you ask me. And there is studies that show that krill oil actually helps lower blood pressure and your triglyceride levels, which are both risk factors for heart disease, which, as we know, is the number one killer of people in America. And I believe somebody dies about every 36 seconds from heart disease. So during this podcast already, there's about 90 people who have dropped dead from heart disease. So if you can take something so simple, these little just liquid gel caps that can help lower your blood pressure and lower your risk factors for heart disease, it's probably a pretty good investment. And one study shows that the link between omega-3 consumption, your krill oils, can reduce the levels of anxiety, also arthritis, also joint pain, also inflammation. It helps with all of those. So when you're eating legit fish, super cool. Again, if you can make sure it's wild caught and not the farm-raised shit that is kind of stripped and manufactured, uh, I think that's a better option. Again, I don't have all the nutrient information on farm-raised fish, but if you ask me, I think the fresher the fish, the better it can be. Now, I got a couple more here quick before we wrap up uh, for you guys. And these are basic things. Again, you guys take, you know, what you think is best. But these are the ones that I tend to just keep on hand at my house. Now, obviously, the krill oil, again, we get it from JLab. That's who we know. Um, we trust them. There's a bunch of reputable brands if you want to get something different. But again, if you want a guide, hit me up. The same thing in terms of the fermented uh, turmeric powder that I get from Jay. Uh, benefits of that, you know, helps with inflammation. And you know, the, the chronic shitty inflammation is not what we need. And obviously, for most people, inflammation is, is a cause of many, you know, chronic illnesses in your body. And making like anti-inflammatory properties that are just one of the things that the fermented turmeric powder can help with. So as you have this, again, a lot of these things can be fixed too by eating real quality food and not eating processed shit, not abusing alcohol and drugs and getting quality sleep. It's super simple. And turmeric is not expensive. Uh, It's not crazy. I do like the organic fermented turmeric personally. It can help regulate your blood sugar. It can help boost your immunity, which I'm a huge, obviously, immune system person because I hate fucking being sick. I'm not productive and I don't, I just can't, I dread it. And obviously, it's an antioxidant and it's an anti-inflammatory. So if you're looking for something that fights inflammation, turmeric is an easy go-to. Again, we get ours from Jay there. And uh, it's a simple ad. Again, a lot of these, 
if you don't want to do all of them, you just do the ones that work for you. But I do think just adding that into your greens, you know, like you make if you make a protein shake, greens, protein, collagen, turmeric, boom, call it a day. You're crushing it. And if you want to do some or all, that's cool. Um, again, it's a really simple ad. They do have the, the pill form too, and they also have a powder version. So whatever you guys obviously want. But uh, most of you know, and again, if you look at uh, other countries, like in America, we don't use a ton of turmeric. But if you go somewhere like India, you know, sprinkling on everything. It's just an awesome, again, you can just add it to meals. You can add it to your food if that's something that you want to do. These last couple here, uh, I'm going to try to just, just tie in and I want to just, just to throw bone broth in there, even though I guess it's technically like a food. I look at it as like a supplement. Essentially we use the kettle and fire bone broth, uh, the links in the show notes, but in terms of collagen, uh, this is another great go-to. So if you didn't want to take a supplement, which is supplement that is obviously way cheaper, the bone broth itself is going to be more expensive, but there's high quality protein in there too. Um, it, I guess if you want to think of it as kind of like anti-aging, if you will, like they associate bone broth with the collagen, um, which obviously you guys know is this structural protein that's found in the skin, your cartilage and your bones. The bone broth can help with digestion. It can help with gut health. It can help with immune function. It can help with joint support, and it can help promote better sleep. Again, it is a collagen, but in the food form. And so if you're somebody like for us, especially like wintertime, or if you feel like you're, you're getting a cold or something coming on, you can make your chicken soup, which is fine, but throw like, you know, your organic like kettle and fire chicken bone broth into it. And that just helps you guys. It gets all the same benefits and it tastes great. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll get like a, we'll get like an organic chicken and rice soup. And then I'll take a, a box of the kettle and fire bone broth. I'll dump that in there and then I'll get a rotisserie chicken or I'll just grill chicken at home or bake it, chop it up and I'll throw it in there. So I have this huge protein packed, you know, chicken soup that also has a ton of bone broth inside as well. Super helpful, super easy, something that is awesome for my gut health. And uh, I just feel in terms of my immune system, it gives me like an added boost. I know it's not technically a supplement, but I had to throw it in there because it is something that we use at our house uh, quite a bit. And they do obviously sponsor the podcast. Zinc uh, is great. Again, if you guys are taking something like an Athletic Greens, you are going to get some zinc into your life. In fact, in athletic greens, you're going to get about 130% of what you need for the day in there. If you're somebody who wanted an additional zinc and, or you just weren't willing to pick up athletic greens or you just, you know, whatever it was, it wasn't your thing. Um, I think zinc is ideal for many people. It's a major player in the creation of uh, DNA, which is important. The growth of your cells, uh, building proteins, healing damaged tissues, and supporting a healthy immune system. Again, that's why, you know, during the last couple of years, I've been harping on vitamin D3, K2, and uh, zinc uh, to throw into your life because they're all super cheap and they're all super simple to take. Uh, the reason is it helps the cells to grow and multiply. So obviously adequate zinc is required during times of rapid growth, such as childhood. So your kids, adolescence for sure when your hormones are on like level 8,000 and also pregnancy and you can check with your OBGYN and doctor on that but I believe they're probably going to echo the same sentiments so again I'm a huge uh, zinc fan super cheap super easy and in athletic greens you're gonna get 130% of what you need for the day the last two here 
Uh, again, we could do like a five-hour podcast on supplements because there's a lot of things at our house that we that people have sent us uh, that we've tried, that we've experimented with, and I tend to stick with the ones that work the best for me and I can see or feel, more importantly, a sustainable result or maybe more so like what I don't feel. It's why I think like pre-workout shit, you know, a lot of times outsells, you know, basic krill oils because you can't really feel like when you take a krill oil or if when you take an athletic greens, for example, it's not like you have this instant boost of energy. Like back in the day when you could take the real Jack 3D, which is basically like one molecule oil from like meth, essentially, you could tell like you would take Jack 3D and you would feel like you could put your head through a fucking windshield of a car. Like you're Latimer from the program, starting defense, place at the table, and you just bang your face into a window and you could smash it. Like you would feel that way. Um, for many of you, if you're too young for that, maybe like NO Explode, um, which you would take and you would feel jacked up. It also make you shit your pants, but you would feel it like instantly. When you take, you know, collagen, you don't feel that. And that's what you have to start to understand. It's, it's not a instantaneous I take it and I'm like, I'm high or I take it and I have a buzz or I take it and I'm, you know, bouncing off the walls. It's a cumulative effect. And sometimes it's what you don't feel. You don't feel all the joint pain. You don't feel the arthritis. You don't feel the stiffness. You don't feel constipated and bloated and sick. You get what I'm, you get where I'm driving at here? Sometimes it's what you don't feel because everybody else is feeling it and you're not. And you don't have a great reference point because you can't live in, in somebody else's body. And going over the past couple of weeks, obviously, doing more mobility routines, opening up things, taking a deeper dive, you know, into my body and my imbalances that I have. I, I, I keep going back to this and saying, as I said to Heather this morning, as I went and got her a coffee and uh, I'm returning uh, emails, but I'm doing it from this uh, split stance in our living room to stretch out my hip flexors and kind of work on my uh, external rotation at the same time. And I got up and, you know, my stuff is feeling loose and, and feeling pretty good. And half this podcast, I've been doing half kneeling and half sitting, actually. I looked at her and I go, how do normal people even function? I go, how do they even make it through the day? If, if a normal person does not exercise and they do no mobility and they're eating relative trash, how can they get anything done? How are they even like functioning? And I have to just assume it's because they have a limited range of motion and they just kind of given up on doing a lot of things and have convinced themselves that they can't. And I guess I also thought about, well, they don't know, like they don't know how good you can feel. And I, I use myself as the anecdotal evidence and whether this is good or bad, I'm not saying I'm special. I'm not saying I'm important. However, I get a lot of shit done. Like I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm, I'm fucking up every day. And I'm highly motivated. Like, especially when I, even when I'm not feeling great and I got real bullshit to deal with, whether it be physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, you name it, or all of them together on the same day, I still fucking produce. I still get up and I just do. I just, you know, John Wick style murderer, just kill everybody in the room and go. And on the days I feel great, 
it's like a game, how productive I can be, how much cool shit can I do in a day, how inspired, how motivated can I be, how, how many things can I create and can I set up for the future and, and can I just enjoy being in the, in the process? If I felt like shit, there's no way I could be this person. There's no way at 39 years old I could be this fit, this strong, this functional, and this productive if everything was breaking down around me. And that's what I'm driving at is I don't, I notice when things are not good. Like obviously most of you who listen, you're fitness people, you have a level of body awareness and you know how important it is. And so when you're looking at supplements, when you're looking at food, it's not always what you do feel. A lot of times it's what you don't feel and it's what you don't feel that allows you to be productive, energetic, relatively pain-free and highly motivated to kick the shit out of the world. Sorry, I got on that rant. Last two, uh, ashwagandha. Most of you know about this or maybe you've heard about it. Um, if you look at some of your mushroom blends, I think you're going to find uh, ashwagandha probably somewhere in there. Again, obviously, there's a bunch of different types of, of the mushrooms like the, the shiitake mushroom blends and uh, some of those. But ashwagandha itself is an evergreen shrub that grows in Asia and Africa typically. So not... Uh, here in Arizona. It's a plant in the nightshade family, and there is a good amount of evidence that suggests that a couple of grams of ashwagandha can be helpful for managing fatigue. So if you feel like you're dragging ass, it could be a great go-to. Improve focus, so if you find yourself wandering, reducing anxiety, and maybe even help with some sports performance along the way. So again, Easy mix to kind of throw in, just another powder, nothing super crazy, but um, Heather is the one that turned me on to ashwagandha. She's actually way more knowledgeable on supplements than she even understands, and uh, she's been a big proponent of it, so we've had it uh, around the house here, so it's an easy uh, throw in. And the last but not least, uh, caffeine in terms of coffee here. Uh, I get a lot of questions typically from dudes and a lot of times it's younger dudes asking about, again, pre-workouts, which I've already mentioned some of the archaic ones that we used to take back in the day. I am not a fan of the traditional kind of pre-workouts. There's nothing against them. If you want to take them, I just don't need them. And again, they always kind of made me feel jittery, especially caffeine in the, uh, the concentrated pill form, I felt like it, it hit too fast or I don't know, maybe just how my body would process it. I felt like shaky a little bit and I actually felt like I didn't have energy um, for some odd reason. I do much better with the natural form stuff that doesn't have all the added, you know, bullshit in there. I mean, there's things that some of the pre-workouts have that are legit, like, uh, you know, beta alanine, which I've taken before in the past, which will make your face uh, tingly, you know, probably like you rubbed cocaine all over it. But it does, there is research to show that that is uh, beneficial, but I don't take it currently. I basically just go with caffeine in terms of coffee. And for me, I do espresso. That tends to be my, uh, my drug of choice, if you will. And if you look at all the research on caffeine in terms of coffee, I think it is, it's a good go-to for you guys. And if you look at research, you could live longer. Um, Your body may process glucose or sugar uh, better. 
you're less likely to develop heart failure. You're less likely to develop Parkinson's, um, liver health, which I'll touch on in a second. Um, and your DNA could even be stronger. And again, all these uh, resources are out there. I'm happy to share with you guys a lot of the studies that we have listed here. Uh, but if you're looking at something like liver protection, coffee can reduce uh, the risk of liver damage, um, cirrhosis, by as much as 84%. It may slow the disease progression and improve treatment response. And I think for most people, that's easy. And most people love coffee, actually. When I say coffee, like the real stuff, not a, you know, coconut caramel frappuccino or like, you know, unicorn you know, multicolored drink with a splash of coffee in it. That stuff's bullshit. Hopefully you guys know that. Um, it can decrease uh, cancer risk. There's some research here showing that two to four cups of coffee may reduce liver cancer by up to 64% and uh, colorectal cancer by 38%. Skin protection, consuming four more cups of caffeinated coffee per day may lower the risk of cancer by 20%, reduce uh, MS risk, uh, gout prevention, drinking Four cups of coffee per day may reduce the risk of developing gout by 40% in men and 57% in women. And last but not least, you're looking at gut health. Consuming three cups of coffee per day for as few as three weeks may increase the amount of activity of beneficial gut bacteria. So, again, I don't, I'm not saying drink coffee all day, every day. Uh, most people say don't drink it past noon. Most days I don't. Today is not one of those days. So maybe I'll stay up a little bit later. Who knows? But I am a fan of it, obviously. The weird thing was I was talking about this the other day with uh, a client here that uh, I got a dude here, Josh. He owns these uh, places called Sip Coffee. If you're ever in uh, Scottsdale, Phoenix, stop by Sip Coffee. Pretty cool. He actually owns some bars too and some fun stuff. I'll bring him on the podcast at some point. But him and I were talking about coffee and how I'm obviously addicted now. But the weird thing was I never drank coffee till I met my wife. In fact, I don't think I drank coffee until I was probably 26 years old until she took me one time to like probably Dutch Brothers or somewhere and she got me like a chocolate macadamia nut latte and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, and then it was on. Then from there, I've progressed to get rid of all the sweeteners and the bullshit and so I just drink it pretty real as it comes, but funny side story for you guys. Anyways. Uh, I am a fan of coffee and I'm a fan of the benefits of caffeine in terms of obviously if it can be like a vasodilator and uh, help you guys uh, open up the system for when you train, give you a boost of energy and uh, kind of get the blood flowing. I'm a huge fan of that. So that's kind of the supplement stuff uh, in detail. Other than that, just the questions that you guys have sent in. Um, the big one we get is about just uh, dudes will message me a lot about just hormones and uh, kind of hormone production in terms of uh, lower testosterone as they get older. Now, we've had a, a bunch of these uh, physicians on the podcast. We've had people go both ways. People say, hey, just go the, the these are kind of the natural ways to optimize testosterone. I've had HRT, hormone replacement doctors, um, on the podcast, walking through the therapeutics that they do for clients. And it's a person by person basis. You know, you get your blood work done and you make the best choice for, for who you are and where you're at and find where your numbers are. Obviously, and if you have to, you know, replace what's missing as you get older, if that's the decision you make, then that's cool too. If it's, you know, I always say look at everything first. And it's my, my same take. I'm not a fan of 
you know, some kid messaged me, hey, Jeremy, I'm 22 years old. I want to get super jacked. Uh, I'm going to do a bunch of, you know, performance enhancing drugs. I'm going to do a bunch of steroids. What do you think? I'm like, well, you're 22. Like, first of all, no, that's stupid. And second of all, I'm like, you haven't even trained yet. Like, like train, like give your body time to grow into your man body and train for years. Put 10 years in and see where you're at. Put five good years in at least see where you're at. And then you're growing. Don't you want to make a choice? You make a choice, but do what's best for you. But I would argue with people, unless you're maxing out everything you already can, don't just look for the easy route. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of people do that. And that's the weird thing where they're not, they're willing to just almost look for a, a shortcut always. They always want the, the, the cheat code. And that shit only works for so long. And I give that example because there's ways you guys can be healthier and have better hormone function. But most people aren't willing to do that. They just want to go, you know, get a pill or, or get a supplement or get a fix. The same way I think about, you know, obviously there's genetic outliers too. And there's certain things that you just can't, you can't fix. And there's, there's therapeutics and there's interventions for that. But like diabetes and shit, like, have you done everything possible before you got on all these medications? And the answer, sadly, for most people is not. So if you're somebody and you're like, this is the hormone question. I know this is not to do with supplements. So you guys can tune out if, if you don't give a shit about it. But there is a major issue because of the world that we live in, because of the stress, because of how we're living, the foods we're eating, the drugs and the drinking we're doing. Low testosterone is becoming a thing for dudes over time. And sometimes it's just genetics and, and sometimes it's, it's, it's environmental and sometimes it's a, it's a mix of both. But there's ways that you can make it better. Obviously, if you feel like you're struggling, you feel like you just don't have that same, you know, kick ass you used to have. Um, the biggest thing, just get your body fat lower. You know, for most dudes, 15% or under is, is going to help. And I think long term, that's vital. You know, if you have a bunch of extra fat in the body, then there's probably going to be some extra estrogen running around. And the more body fat you carry, you know, the more your testosterone is likely to kind of convert to the estrogen. And again, I always go back to diet. I'm always going to say eat real food. If you're consuming a ton of sugar and you have like high sugar, you probably have like high cortisol. And if you got high sugar, you probably have like high insulin. And if you have high cortisol and you have high insulin, you might be suppressing your actual testosterone. That's why I say, just look at all the things that you're doing. Also, if you're sleeping like shit, your hormones are going to be whack. Man, woman, child, doesn't matter what it is. If you're sleeping like garbage, your hormones are going to be shit. So if you can get seven to nine quality hours a night, I think that's going to be optimal for you guys because that's when your hormones are produced. It's while you sleep. So again, if you can improve the quality of sleep, we've talked about this before. Obviously, I had Troy Casey on the podcast last Sunday. That was a trip. And, uh, you know, just no caffeine later in the day, more natural sun exposure, please. And obviously not, you know, fucking with the blue light stuff as you sleep. And obviously, if you if you understand... Um, what cholesterol can do and cholesterol being a building block of your testosterone. If you're not consuming any cholesterol, your production of testosterone is going to be less than ideal. So again, I'm not saying, you know, eat cheeseburgers. What I'm saying is shellfish, real, natural eggs, beef, 
grass-fed, legit beef. All these things can be helpful for you guys. Same thing in terms of supplementation. Magnesium, vitamin D, and zinc. If you can't get enough from your diet, that's what you should throw in. Magnesium, vitamin D, and zinc, again, which I've already talked about earlier in the podcast. And for you guys, you got to lift, you got to pick up weights. You just do. Um, You got to resistance train. And I'm not saying you got to be the world's strongest man. You got to really pick up the heaviest shit possible. But compound lifts are, are what work best. So overhead pressing, vertical pressing weight over your head, bent rows, hip hinge pattern, rowing weight, squatting, squatting and pressing, hip hinging, deadlifting, these basic things. Again, it doesn't got to be super heavy, you guys. But the basic compound moves are going to be ideal for you guys to create more in your body. Again, the lower your cortisol levels are, the better it's going to be. So obviously, the things that lower it, obviously, like we said, getting quality sleep. But like chilling the fuck out, you know, like that's a big thing for a lot of people is we get so wrapped up in our life and we're, oh, I just need to fix this and this and this. It's usually the low-hanging fruit, like where people are like, you know, hey, how do I, you know, what do I start to do if I want to lose weight? I'm like, well, just how much do you walk a day? Well, I only walk about a thousand steps a day. Double it, triple it, get 5,000 steps a day, get 10,000 steps a day. It's the low-hanging fruit that we often overlook. We, we, need the, we need the home run. We need the magic answer. And I'm like, the magic answer most of the time is just these little things slowly done over time. So if you want to have lower stress levels in the body to let your hormones actually be to the top of their game, sleep is one. But journaling, like we've talked about, walking, like we talked about, do yoga, uh, have a couple minutes of mindfulness, practice just some basic breathing exercises, just literally inhaling through the nose, and then literally can just change your state. So huge inhale, and then a little bit more, and then exhale everything, can just As crazy as it sounds, you guys, if you can control the breathing, you can control so much. There's a million courses out there. There's a million coaches, but that can help lower the stress levels in the body. And you already know what I'm going to say. Last but not least, just stop abusing drugs and stop abusing alcohol and eating the super, super processed shit. All the French fries, all the ice cream, all the cake, all the cookies, all the pizza, all the bullshit that mixed with alcohol and your prescription drugs with not getting good sleep and being super stressed. No wonder, you know, hormones just aren't in check and things aren't working the right way. So there's some easy natural things you can do before you you take the next step. And that's what I would tell anybody when you're looking to do stuff, just ask yourself, you know, Hey, I'm in this exercise program and maybe it's not, it's not working for me, but what are you doing outside of that? Are you doing mobility when you go home? Are you getting quality sleep? Are you abusing drugs and alcohol? Are you drinking coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon and just you sleep like garbage and you toss and turn and you have this terrible latency? And then on the days you're not training, you're just filling your body full of trash. You're not moving. It's the little things we do, you guys. So I know that's a side rant for the podcast. I'm sorry, but that's a huge question that I got when I was doing this because guys always like, hey, what do you think of these natural testosterone boosters and this? I just gave you a bunch of them. 
That's it. I mean, there's there's certain supplements, like if you look at uh, some of the studies with like uh, Tanga Ali and other things, but that's for a different episode altogether. I think for most of you, just taking the basics, getting quality sleep, and doing legit workouts that are helping your body, not tearing it down to the point of where it can't come back from. Again, there's a time and place, you know, for Metcons that just rip your face off, but you can't do that seven days a week. Not, not legitly with any intensity. I just was talking to, we got this kid, Brian here who works uh, with us and the kid's a fucking tank, man. He's 30 years old and he's built like, you know, fucking a giant Rambo. He's bigger than me. And, uh, even him, man, at 30, it's just like he can't do Metcons every day. His body would just break down. He won't be able to come back from it. And I'm 10 years older. And we are fitness people. This is what we do. It's the same thing with my friends. Like, BJ Gadur is a – when you watch BJ Gadur, like, train, right? Like, if you guys ever have seen him, like, on – like, I'm talking, like, the full follow-alongs on men's health. Or, like, you've ever trained with him. Like, he's a fucking monster, dude. He is a, he is a, is a killer as killer gets. And even he, doing it his entire life and being a complete psychopath, and I can attest this because I've trained with him on camera and off camera, he's just built different, man. And he can't do that shit every day. So that means most likely you can't do those things every single day. You got to be very smart about your training, plan it with rest, recovery, proper tissue work, proper mobility, proper supplementation, proper food, if you want to be in this for the long haul. Because at the end of the day, all we're really chasing is to trying to move our best, feel our best, and the biopractors will look our best as we get older. And all of these things can help you guys, but it's not just a supplement. It's not just the food. It's not just a workout. It's not just sleep. It's everything wrapped up. It's why this is so hard. It's why there is way more, way more millionaires than people who are extremely fit in America. And it's not even close because there's so many things that have to fall into place. And there's so many things that you have to do correctly day in and day out to get there. And all of you listening, you you have the option and you have the capability to do it. And it's not rocket science. It's not overly complex, but it's a bunch of little things just stacked up over time. You don't got to change everything at once. It's just stacking little habit on little habit on little habit. And if you do that enough, you'll eventually wake up and you'll be a fit person. You'll be a healthy person and you'll be more knowledgeable, even more mindful. And you can help your friends and family and the people around you. So, whew. That's my rant today. Uh, Take that with you guys. If you have questions on any of the supplements that we listed, please feel free to ask. In the show notes below on Spotify, on Apple, we have a list of most of these supplements and all the companies. If you are looking for discount codes or free samples, we have those for a lot of these things. So feel free to reach out. On top of that, if you love this episode or any of our episodes, drop us a five-star on both the platforms. We'd appreciate it. And if you guys want to get into our 40 days of fitness, we kick off on Monday and we will be rocking and rolling then. So if you got a friend, fan member, they want to join you 40 days of fitness with me. If you're looking to do something before the summertime, this is the program for you. I thank you guys as always. Most likely I will be on next Friday with Dr. Russell and we will be rocking and rolling from there. So I thank you guys as always. We appreciate the support. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.